Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Every episode is about a singular movie, and of course we'll get to this episode's movie in a little bit. But first I want to introduce the um, the movies that are up on the fan vote, which is attached to this episode's promotional tweet on my Twitter account, at Ferret. You can vote on Legend of the Drunken Master from 1994, which was recommended by Callus. Hard Boiled from 1992, which was recommended by Ant Askew. Goodfellas, which was recommended by Maz. And The Good, The Bad, and The Weird from 2008, which was recommended by Player2P2. If you want to vote on any of those movies, just uh, uh, mosey on over to my Twitter account. And for the weekend that the that, that this episode is fresh... You'll be able to vote on whatever movie you want. You can decide our fate, essentially. All right, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret. Who am I here with? Radio Awful. Animation. And, and special guest Callus. Yes, special guest Callus. So special, in fact, oh. that he gets to introduce himself. That's right. Welcome, Callus. <laughs> Um, so, you. as you may or may not hear, Coco is unavailable for this episode as well, so Callus uh, has stepped in pretty much last minute to talk about this movie. Well, last day, I should say, because he had a 24-hour period to watch the movie, but he did it, <laughs> and he's here, and he's looking good, even though I can't see him. Thank you. I'll appreciate it. <laughs> So, unfortunately, we won't be able to discuss uh, Coco's comments about CGI from Get Out from last episode. <laughs> so that'll, right. that'll also be packed together with his uh, thoughts on this today's movie. Um, but if, if, you, if Tade, if, if you want to get us started, let us, uh, you know, bring us in. All right, sure, yeah. My movie was Edge of Tomorrow from 2014, I believe it was the year. Um, but written by Christopher McQuarrie. Jess Butterworth, or Jez Butterworth, Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, starring Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, and several other people. Um, basically, the tagline is, a soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again, uh, the day restarting every time he dies. Uh, so it's a sci- kind of a sci-fi Groundhog Day. And um, so this movie actually is based on a manga which I know Yemi loves, like, anime and stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to kind of talk about, like, how, like, the influence. How well could you guys tell this, like, was influ- influenced by, like, a manga? Well, I personally, like, had no idea at all that, you know, had those origins. But uh, I guess it does make sense being that the movie is, like, so uh, action-heavy and they try to do, like, very... Uh, like with especially with like the alien designs, like they went very sci-fi and very uh, action focused. You could tell from um, like some of the camera angles and shots that they did, and like how scenes, um, how scenes kind of progressed. It kind of reminded me of, you know, like you know, Sunday night anime that I used to watch when I was a kid. You know. Yeah. Also, the uni- like the designs of the um, the the uh, the exoskeletons. Also reminded me a lot of like something that you would see in like a a manga or something. It, That's it, true. It, it, I don't know if it translated too well to the real world because they 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 definitely looked uncomfortable walking around in them for the most part, <laughs> but they kind of looked cool, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, like there is very few scenes where like Tom Cruise actually managed to be like actual actually nimble in those suits. <laughs> like near like the second half of the movie he was actually, you know, zooming back and forth in that suit. Yeah, so I never seen say the animes, but <laughs> I mean based off what you guys are saying, I don't know. I mean look I guess uh, <laughs> Yeah. For me, like, I, I knew going in that it was based off a of manga, so it's not, like I said, I don't think it was ever turned into an anime, um, but it, you know, it's based off just a comic book, basically, a Japanese comic book. The one thing that really stood out to me um, was the setup of, like, why Tom Cruise has to go fight on in the war. It was just, it, like, it doesn't make sense in, like, any sense of the world, you know, any sense of the, of just reality, and you're just like, that's not how things work, but it, you know that's how they work in animes and mangas. So that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, I it would have made more sense like if they started off with Tom Cruise getting arrested, you no know, for the treason, and then but you no know, the whole oh you're randomly a was he a sergeant or no he's head a major major you no know, him saying oh you're just a major you're gonna go in the front lines. No, like, I think they could have skipped that and just, you know, he committed treason and now he has to go to the front lines. Yeah, yeah it, he was he was more it, of like a Captain America, you know, like how Captain America was just like the poster boy for a little while until they kind of thrust him into the front lines. And of course, Captain America was more willing to go into the front yeah, lines than Captain Tom America Cruise. actually had, you know, stuff to make him a good soldier. <laughs> But well, yeah, the, I'm I'm just saying, like Captain it. America was more of like a propaganda thing, and I think that's exactly how Tom yeah. Cruise. Oh yeah, was. no, he was totally just like marketing, and they were, and the general just was like jealous and was like, oh, by the way, somehow you've been recruited to my army, which like I don't think can happen, <laughs> and now I'm recruiting you to the front lines. It's like no, that's not how army works or the military works in any way, except for an anime. Yeah, I guess that never really made any sense. The way they described it, or he described it, is that he was he has some sort of like marketing background, and then like that didn't really work out. So he fell into like being doing marketing for the for the army and doing like recruiting all that kind of stuff. But yeah, they didn't really explain why they wanted him in the front line in the first place. And then of course he tried to say no, so he marked him as a deserter, and that's why he ended up in the predicament that he. Yeah, well, they, they, they marked him as a deserter and stuff is because they tried to blackmail the general, so the general had yeah. him arrested. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, and like I said, it's it's it doesn't make sense. Like I think maybe the manga explained it better, but like my guess is just the general was pissed that everyone saw Tom Cruise's character as like this, you know, kind of like a Captain America poster boy. They're like, oh, he's so cool, he's so good, he's so amazing, and they look at the generals like, oh, the generals just sending people to die. Screw him. And so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna flip that. You're you're going now, which I don't see. That would just make people like him more because he now he's on the front line. I don't know. It didn't like said didn't make didn't make sense. But once we got there, it was fun. Like I enjoyed the movie, but it's just the setup was a little weird. Yeah, I guess the general like... didn't want to be the fall guy because that's how it usually kind of goes. Um, and. He... I don't know. I don't know why putting Tom Cruise on the front lines would make him the new fall guy. Like, yeah. well, I guess I guess he wanted him to do all the marketing and like war propaganda for, you know, join the you know join the army and save the world. Except you're going to get slaughtered, which is pretty much what the general knew at that time. So I I I don't know. I don't know. I guess putting him on the front line 
he dies with the soldiers. It it, it helps the war effort. I don't know. Well, yeah. did he know though? It, it seems to me like they like no one really knew that they were going to go into a slaughter. Well, yeah, they, well, they generally even say, said like uh, you know he's he's sending all these people to die. I don't think he had much faith in it. I think oh, he, he did say that true. Yeah, I think I think he knew that like Verdansk, I think it was, was kind of like a fluke. Like, a, oh, this is a small victory in in the grand scheme of things. I think you're thinking of Call of Duty <laughs> with Verdansk. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the only like argument you could have for that that scene not making sense is like just the egos of like the sergeants and you know the higher up, just like, oh yeah, we can win just by you know attacking you know they're not like thinking strategy wise they're just like oh yeah let's head head first you know well they did yeah. go to an, a, a part of france that was um no like very low yeah. um like there wasn't a lot a lot of activity going on there yeah they did say that they weren't be, supposed to be expected so yeah i don't I mean it's aliens i mean yeah, i guess expect? it's also <laughs> i i'm remembering now that he was he was gonna have Tom Cruise like, because because there wasn't supposed to be any resistance, you know he he was gonna walk on there with the cameras rolling or something like that and show, like the might of the army or whatever. I think I remember that now. Well, I think that's what Tom Cruise thought he was doing because like he's like I don't want to be there filming and then he was like no you won't be there filming and I was like, okay what is he doing then? <laughs> oh know. you're right you're right I just yeah. It is. It is. You know. Now, the more I think about, it, the more confused I am. Now. <laughs> yeah. The like I said, the setup to get him there just does not make sense. And I don't know if it was a translation error or what. Like maybe the manga explains it better. But I'm just. Yeah. We finished the movie and both were just like. But so why was he there though? <laughs> so the movie has a confusing beginning and a confusing end. Yeah. Cool. No. No. Uh, no just like we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just it makes sense why he why he got like because nothing works that way. But that's fine. It's it, you know, it, like I said, it was a, it's a fun movie. The setup was a little weird and weak, but once he gets there, um, you know, I had a lot of fun. I thought you know, should be I guess technically a sci-fi Groundhog Day. Yeah, I thought they did a really good explanation. Like they actually gave an explanation of why he's repeating the days over and over. Which I liked. Yeah, they did yeah. do a good job of that. Yeah. Yeah, so it turned the movie into a, a roguelike, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, much. F- funny you bring that up, Callus, because the monster design yeah. in this game, in that game, in this movie, is very similar <laughs> to Returnal, which is a game. Um, those <laughs> yeah. monsters are like giant blobs of tentacles, and these ones are exactly the same thing. I wonder if they took some inspiration from not only this movie, but from the source material as well. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Who does a good job of like, like I guess if you've never read the description, you would you don't know like, oh it was just a dream like, oh like oh then you realize like oh it's he's in a no repeated no once he dies he repeats, but I know it's in the movie title but yeah, well technically the movie title is um edge of tomorrow tomorrow no speaking uh, of that i almost so i was worried i was like triple checking like i didn't want to watch the wrong movie i was like is it well yeah i I had mentioned to tay when he was doing it like i like i looked at the dvd case that i have and edge of tomorrow is next to tom cruise's name and the big the biggest font on there is live die repeat so yeah the confusion is 
is understandable because even like the marketing and the fucking DVD and Blu-ray cover, it says live, die, repeat in huge love letters. And then it says Tom Cruise, the ladies, the, the main actress's name, and then edge of tomorrow. Like it's like, it's a fucking actor. <laughs> and well, I just want to let you guys know that was a bit of frustration for me, you know, cause I don't want to have another Leon stitch. So yeah, yeah it's understandable. No. I actually did some, some research into it and, what it was is like the theatrical release is just Edge of Tomorrow, but like the marketing, they like emphasize lift I repeat so much that for the like the home release for like the DVD release, they actually changed the name to lift I repeat colon Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I'll say when I got it or when I rented it from Amazon, it was lift I repeat colon Edge of Tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah, because when I typed it in Amazon, it was like Edge of Tomorrow or yeah, no Edge of no Tomorrow. Of war or something like that. I was like, that can't be right. Are you talking about the Tomorrow War, which is a new? Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Tomorrow that, War that, with Chris oh, yeah. Pratt. <laughs> of, of course, that movie comes out in the same weekend we uh, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> it's not right. Don't watch that one. I hear it's awful. Yeah, just just imagine if Greedy Waffles had watched that movie instead. All right, Tom Cruise is looking different these days. Yeah. It's younger for some reason. But anyway, if you guys, yeah, if you guys want, uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about is um, the J Squad, which is I found that all those characters were like kind of interesting, interesting, but we didn't really see too much of them. I kind of wish we had. Yeah, when I originally watched this movie, I watched this movie like I think two times now. I remember them being a little bit more present in the movie. But you're right. I mean, they were. I mean, I, I feel like they only had like 10, 15 minutes of actual movie time where they're actually doing stuff. And like any character information we get is just dumped by Tom Cruise because he's, you yeah. know, he learned about them in other instances of, of the day. I'd say nine minutes of the 10 and 15 minutes was uh, just them being repeated. Yeah, them dying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I um, would have liked to see more of the J Squad. Um, I wanted to see more of like the I don't want to call him like the brute, but the guy that gets smashed by the helicopter the in guy the beginning. Who wears underwear yeah. to battle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I think knowing him would have been cool. But yeah, I agree with the Emmy with when he said that you know a lot of it was just dumped by you know Tom Cruise being like, oh, I know this because I'm smart. Well, I know yeah. the future kind of thing. Yeah, and also speaking of that same dude, um, you know, he you think he's gonna have like this huge part in the ending, but he's literally <laughs> killed inside the helicopter again. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, huh, come on, man. Yeah, I think, like, obviously, like, I wonder if the manga actually you see more of that, like, character development of J Squad. Uh, I would. I imagine so. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but just I think obviously for the movie's sake, you know, the focus is the live die repeat. Yeah, yeah, because so. even in like the little bit that we hear from Tom Cruise's explanation, like they all have like interesting backgrounds and like you know different reasons why they are like in the J Squad. You know, like each one of them has like some messed up reason why they're there. Yeah, like the one kid who like stole his friend's ID when he died <laughs> on his first battle. Uh, that was the so the other thing, kind of talking about J Squad at the end. Uh, for some reason, like second they hit like that final, like push for the movie it was so dark i could not see or tell what was going on through most of the end <laughs> yeah i think it was i think honestly i think it was the cover up the cgi um because 
I mean, the whole movie is pretty CGI heavy, as you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think by the end of it, they were kind of running out of time. And I think to make things go a little faster, they just had everything at night. Because as you guys probably already know, uh, doing CGI work at night is extremely more easy. It's, oh, yeah. I should say it's easier than doing things during the day. Yeah. yeah you so don't really that's... get like a clear look at the monsters either. There's kind of blobs moving along, you know? It's like even like, like some of the stuff out. that... Like the, the where the aliens weren't there, like the scene after the helicopter crashes and he like falls underwater, and then comes out and like I'm it's like he's I'm like okay did he did he out of did he get out of his suit I can't tell it's like none of that that's all practical should be all mainly practical it's like why are you making it so I can't tell what's going on here. <laughs> it was also kind of jarring that um, um. Uh... Oh, what's her? What's her? What's the female name in this one? Rita. Rita. It's yep. weird that she finds Tom Cruise almost right away, and then all of a sudden it it jump cuts to them being with the rest of the last living people in the squad too. It was kind of yeah. jarring. There. <laughs> yeah, and while we're talking about that scene, it makes no sense that they crashed in the middle of a like an alien infested place, and there's no aliens on top of them until like a few minutes later when they decide to turn the plane back on. Yeah, my yeah. I think they were they like they shoot like asteroids, and that's uh, you know they probably sensed the plane coming, shot it down, and then just assumed they were all dead at that point until they started the next plane. But, I guess I don't that's know. one explanation. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the mental gymnastics my mind went to. <laughs> and also like how he was. Uh... The scene where they finally do get off the beach and they go to that town where they go get the car with the trailer. And yeah. he's like, they ambush us here. And then there's no ambush besides like the one alien out of the trailer. <laughs> I mean, when you have an alien species that can easily kill you, one sometimes is enough for an ambush. Yeah, I would call that an ambush. You know, it, it breaking through the bottom, you know, the road to into the trailer, you know? Yeah. I guess I'm just expecting, you know, like a bunch of aliens, like you know, when they attack the, uh, the shed with the helicopter. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that is a little bit down the line too. That's deeper into enemy territory. What's crazy is like the very beginning of that sequence. He's like, "This is as far, you know, this is as far as we've gotten. I don't know which vehicle works." And then he's like, "Make sure you detach the trailer." And then as that scene progresses, you actually, you know, you find out. It's several instances of his, you know, dying yeah. and coming back. And suddenly he knows things, and you're like, wait, but what? Okay. Basically, he's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was just an editing technique to be like, okay, we're not going to show you every time he dies, but you'll, like, it's just going to be a long sequence that you'll slowly unrealize, oh, they've died multiple times doing this. But yeah, I kind of like I kind of like how they did that. Like, you never really know if it is his really his first time doing that or not. Like, yeah, it was kind of clever the way they did it. Yeah, yeah, I like the scene where they're trying to get that device, and he, I just like how he he's calculated everything, and then at the end he's like, well, I don't know what to do next. We've never gotten here before, and his act, you can actually <laughs> tell that he's not he's not lying. You know? Yeah, because that's the final time where he actually gets the blood transfusion and can't repeat anymore yeah so how do you guys feel about like uh tom cruise's growth as a character like from the beginning where he has like absolutely no training at all 
to like the near the end of the movie where he's actually pulling off these amazing moves. No, I like, I mean, the fact that you, if you live, die, repeat, you, you will eventually learn. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was um a pretty steady character growth, you know, it wasn't just like a jarring thing, uh, like uh, the original Groundhog Day. Uh, if you guys remember way back to that oh, yeah. episode, we yeah. all thought that his character change was pretty, pretty quickly in that. Um, but in this movie, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a nice gradual thing. I mean, you're kind of growing and learning with him too about things as well. Well, it ha- does help that they show, especially at the very beginning, they show him learning and dying a lot. Like, just like when he's training with Rita and she just, like, he keeps breaking his legs or his back and she just walks up and shoots us. That yeah, was that kind was of cool, funny. you know, like, trying to plan out, all right, you take a half-inch step to the left and then you shoot the right and then <laughs> duck left. It was just like, geez, how many times? Did he die? It's an old. Oh. <laughs> so many times. It'd be um, kind of so... cool if they like had an editor's cut where they show like how many times that supposedly he dies. I guess like a counter. Yeah. It'd be like a six-hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, they could just have a mon- they just have a co- counter in the bottom left. You know, like this is how many he died times he's died by this scene. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> so, I bet the manga. I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of keeps track better of that. Where you just get like dialogue, like this is my one thousand eight hundred thirty-six time. Well, Tay, why don't you read the entire manga series before doing this? I well, cause I don't know. I want to <laughs> yeah, kind of read. Tay. I do kind of want to read it now, but um, so a funny thing, or I, like I guess not a funny thing, but so uh, in the manga it explains why she uses a sword. And well, it's like I, a helicopter I, blade, right? It, it, I don't know. It might be, um, but. Either the reason she uses a melee weapon is because when she was repeating back in her timeline, she kept running out of ammo and eventually just started using melee weapons. Oh, that's actually a question I had. Is I was gonna say like I was gonna switch soon to like that uh, suits and why was she using the sword? Yeah. So apparently the movie never talks about it, but I, on IMDb it was a trivia thing where it's like she's in the comic she uses the sword because she kept running out of ammo. And actually. Cage's character starts using melee weapons too, but they hmm. didn't do that for the movie. But why do they run out of ammo so much? I mean, they're suits, they're exo suits. And like you'd think they would have like a, some way to like just have unlimited ammo. Like I don't know, technology is not that great at this time. But it's well, just you, like, see, you see where the ammo is stored? It's stored in like yeah, you their legs. Store it. Yeah, but you think there would be like more like a way to like I don't know to have more storage or something. Uh, it just seemed like they only had one ammo storage on backup. I mean, I know they don't go in depth to it, but yeah. it just acted like I'm it. Sure, I'm sure it probably could have held a little more ammo. But either way, with I mean, how much rounds they have to shoot into these mimics, I mean, it's not surprising that, yeah, eventually they do run out of ammo. They expected them to die quick anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't have any um, concerns about that. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean... You feel I feel like they had like one or two clips in each leg as backup. And you would you would think that if you start adding more ammo into that suit, it might get a little bit over encumbered, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It already looks pretty difficult to walk around in them normally, so <laughs> I can only imagine with an extra, you know, fifty you know, fifty packs of ammo. <laughs> yeah. What is what's funny, um, 
know, that scene where uh, there she starts the helicopter and he's like, every time you die, there's no way around this. And then, like, finally he just, he finds a way around it by just going, like, hey, uh, you know, he doesn't bring her along, but he just talks to the one guy, like, give me an extra battery pack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's with the, like, is it, I, I don't know if it's just for, like, explosion reasons, but, like, the bomb that's in front of their chest, like, uh, one time I could think about it is uh, with the um, the ending when they attack, they save the helicopter. But you talking about the guy who straps a claymore to his chest? Was it yeah. the claymore? Okay. Yeah, one it, guy. it's just uh, the one guy in the movie. He straps like two claymores to his chest. Yeah, okay. I because I, I, there was one scene in the beginning when he kills the Alpha too, where he like grabs. Yeah, he I grabs it from the guy's dead one. body, and then... Okay. I thought it was, like, a battery. I was like, why is this battery? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I just thought it was just a plate of metal. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was a claymore. Or, yeah, yeah may, was... I was thinking maybe, like, a radioactive battery pack or something. Thanks. <laughs> and, if you know, if, if, if the claymore is so effective against these guys, why don't they just carry... Everyone carry them with them? <laughs> yeah, just use more explosives. Yeah, so, yeah, why aren't they just, like, using missiles and stuff? <laughs> I drones. guess all their budgets going into the uh, exosuits. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was thinking about, you know, ammo too. You know, maybe they can't afford that much ammo for each individual, but... Well, it's just like the beginning of Call of Duty Finest Hour. One <laughs> guy gets a rifle, one guy gets the ammo to pick up the rifle when that guy dies. <laughs> that is that random scene where Rita takes the battery from uh, Tom Cruise... Because he's dying. Yeah. yeah, he had a hole in his chest. <laughs> they didn't they yeah, didn't show the hole until like the very end of that scene, but yeah, he, she tells him that right away, and she just leaves. <laughs> yeah, but what's the purpose of it? I mean, they all die anyways. I guess she had hope, but who knows? Well, I, I, I mean, you're going to try and survive as long as you can, right? That's yeah. true. Plus, Tom Cruise is going to reset the day anyway, right Right away. I mean, she didn't know that, but... She, yeah, she didn't know it at that point, but... It, it honestly doesn't really matter why she takes the battery pack in the long run of it, you know? <laughs> How many times did we see Rita, like, lift herself up from the floor, like, arching her back, doing that sit-up? <laughs> really I feel like we that. saw that, like, ten <laughs> times. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's that she... Funny she's you brought that up, food. I was going to mention that. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, I don't do yoga, so I'm out. It's a, it's a, <laughs> actually, it's an actual yoga pose. Uh, it's called Cobra. All right. But going off of that, I mean, yeah, I felt like they did. There was like a point to the movie where they stopped focusing on like the, you know, wake up, maggot, you know, that portion of the movie, and it was all about like the relationship between Rita and Tom Cruise, which I guess can happen for. Because they experience the same thing, but like a love relationship, uh, I don't know. No, yeah, I agree with you there. Because like it feels like you know they talk about like her her person she cared about who thought you know watched them die three hundred times, and I get the impression that that person didn't necessarily know her, but she got to the point you know knowing him over day and day and day and day, she got feelings for him. Then he died, and then. Tom Cruise started getting feelings for Emily Blunt's character because again he got to know her day over you know day after day after day, but she still doesn't know him. Yeah. She's known him for a day, so like that kiss at the end was a little weird. 
It almost felt like the same kiss from um, Last Jedi, where Finn yes. and, um, yeah. and Rose kiss. Yeah. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. I, oh no, I was thinking sorry that one too, but also the um, the one from the last movie where where Ray and what's his face kiss, where it's just like what? Oh, Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what one I thought you were talking about. Well, yeah, I guess it happens twice worse. in the in the yeah. sequels. Yeah, yeah. It just you know Hollywood. Just I think it's one where it's like we gotta have a love story in there. It's like not always. Make them yeah. all kiss. It's like two people with action figures. You know, just smash them together. Yeah, it's what sells. It is, I guess, what sells. Yeah, I was hoping that they wouldn't. I didn't remember that they did, but I was really hoping that they wouldn't. Only because it was just like. <laughs> I knew it was going to be awkward, and it was awkward. Yeah, I mean, that's also kind of like the reason why they went with the ending that they went with, also with um, him actually getting his power back somehow. They, they just had to, like, throw in a, a happy ending in there. Yeah, that felt like... Because, like, when I was, watch, I was watching with my wife, and she's like, I bet... She's like, I really hope that he dies and she saves them. I'm like, I bet they're both going to die, because it's a manga. <laughs> it's based on a manga, and that's how they usually end. Uh, yeah, and honest, then, honestly, I think tom cruise should have died and then the day keeps yeah. going after that but they had yeah like cal said have to make it a happy ending yeah exactly i just had to hollywoodize it <laughs> i'm i'm able to believe that the blood in the water absorbed into his and he raced out the day I'm, I'm willing to believe that okay what i'm not but... willing to believe is that he went back in time to before he was um um he talked to the general like yeah. why, why is how it reset to that it? day or that time yeah, instead like, of how? instead of My, you know the the only thing I could think of is like since it was the Omega that it was mixing with that was like the last time the Omega had reset. Well, no, yeah, that, the, the, I don't think um, that makes sense uh, though because when the Omega it dies, it, it really all doesn't. just ends. Yeah. Well, the but, thing that like, I went the... sorry the the thing that I thought about is like you know when when he lands. On the, from the helicopter that morning, you know, he gets off the helicopter and the lady says that, oh, by the way, the did you hear the good news? Like, the the mimics are all, like, incapacitated or whatever. And so I guess, like, it changed. Somehow, it, it wouldn't make any sense for him to be, you know, arrested since there is, like, no longer any fighting or whatever. Or, maybe, sure. or maybe he recessed at that time because that's when the Omega moved. And it did yeah, like a save state, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking, is he reset to the Omega's auto last save state, but the Omega's still dead. Manual save. Yeah. <laughs> manual it was a manual yeah. save, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, either way, it, it, it felt a little tacked on to to go back, but everything is still, all the mimics are still dying. Like, that that felt a little weird. Yeah. Hey, you gotta I, read the manga and tell us how it really ends. I will. I, I'll do that. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Five it might, it might be a while. Yeah, I'm about to say five episodes later, Tay's like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, that that also still confuses me as to why Tom Cruise wakes up on the day of the invasion when he resets before instead yeah. of back to when before the general. If that's the case, you know. Yeah, well, I like, think that's the same day. Like when he lands on no, the helicopter, a, it's, and... it's the day later. No, technically, when he landed, the general sent him because you see the one scene where he actually goes back to the general. It is the same day he sent him there. And he's just like, oh, I didn't expect to see you the same day back so quick. Hmm. I just don't get how he's in his full suit when every other day he wasn't. So, I don't Yeah, well, just the fact that he's on the helicopter doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's... 
yeah, like there, like I said, it wasn't super clear. So I don't know. Okay, so it's a manga we... and a novel called "All You Need Is Kill." <laughs> oh, nice. By Hiroshi Sakuraza. Uh -huh. Saka. Oh. Yeah. Um. Also, the ending. I don't, I don't know if I really like, like the 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 ending where he goes up to Rita and she's just like, "Yeah, who the fuck are you?" And it just ends. Uh, I I kind of like it, but I also kind of don't like it. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you guys think. I mean, because you you see the you see J Squad running about and Tom Cruise is you know Happy back being a major. Alive. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, I guess I, I was mean, okay with that ending. Yeah, I mean, it like that seems like the place to end it. I mean, like I said, the place to really end it was like you see Tom Cruise die, and then everyone like back, you know, on the mainland rejoicing because the war's over. Would have made more sense. But... Yeah, that would have been a better ending. Yeah, or maybe maybe even a better ending would have been. T I, I don't know. I don't, I just I don't I don't think that Tom Cruise should have lived through this, right? I think that the day yeah. should have reset when the Omega died, right? And then everyone else goes about their business, and Tom Cruise is just not there. And then he yeah. actually it actually is seen as a as a as a traitor. I think that would have been a really bittersweet ending there. <laughs> yeah, me the cynic. Well, yeah. you know, it kind of it, it makes more sense to me than him resetting and back to the helicopter. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the reset to the helicopter still doesn't make sense, but. And does he have this power now forever? Like when he gets if he if he gets old to old age and dies from old age, <laughs> is he gonna relive the same, you know, day where he dies over and over again? That's a, also a question that went into my mind. Like, so what like does he have his this power now? Can he like kill himself and do whatever? <laughs> Maybe if they ever make an Edge of Tomorrow two, we'll get that answer. <laughs> edge of Tomorrow two. Uh what could even happen in that movie? Live through your old age, then die and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> well, or you don't get to have safe space anymore? Yeah, if you get to blood transfusion, obviously it's over. So. Um, well, yeah, anything I think, else? I think I'm kind of out of things to say. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm out too. Like I said, good. the main things I want to talk about was the setup and then that the ending being super dark and not being able to really tell what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we didn't really, like, talk too much about, like, the whole middle of the movie, but, um, I mean, what else is there to say? Like, it was, like, a lot of action, a lot of cool stuff yeah. happening, a lot of repeating But, training. yeah, I'll say at the same time, the middle is just the first, the same ten minutes <laughs> being repeated over and over. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm done. I, I think I'm good. All right, well, lead us off with your final thoughts and rating. Uh, well, overall... Um, like I said, besides the a little weird setup and the ending being a little too dark, um, overall it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of cool moments in there. Um, I, I, you know, I enjoy watching Tom Cruise uh, get beat up and shot over and over again. Uh, it's always a fun time. Um, overall, I think I'd give the movie a uh, four out of five. All right. Um... Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it's still a good watch. I I did take down my score a little bit, um, just because the ending and the beginning, uh, just you know, just doesn't it just doesn't really mesh well. I guess I don't know. I've, we already we already talked about it, but uh, I think the CGI was pretty good. Nothing to complain about there. Monster design was pretty cool. 
Um, the exoskeletons, I think they could have made them a little bit less bulky to make them a little bit more believable, kind of like Advanced Warfare. I know people don't like me mentioning that game, but it's true <laughs> that Advanced Warfare had like the best exo-looking exoskeletons and most practical-looking ones. Um, but I feel like the ones in Ninja Tomorrow, maybe they wanted to just be a little bit more true to the the source material. I don't know. Um, still looks a little bit awkward when they're walking around. Kind of takes you out of it when you see like the, these all these people like they're coming out of the water and they're just like middling around because the suits are just weighing them down too much. And then you see Tom Cruise running out there with the same suit on. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm going to give this one a, a three and a half. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, I agree with everything with you guys are saying. Uh, the exosuits, I guess, I mean, you guys kind of, you know, helped me, you know, calm down with it. But, you know, it just seemed like they could be better developed, and they really weren't developed with the ammo and stuff, so I had issues with that. But, you know, with money and all that, you never know. Um, I do, uh, I felt like the first half was, you know, reset so many times at the base and then all of a sudden went to the girl no then all of a sudden it was just like nothing but i do agree with cows that he said no it kind of kept you on edge of like what does he know what do we know no like what's going on next and yeah overall it was a fun movie and i really did enjoy it so i'll give it a four out of five as well so yeah when i first saw this movie back when it came out like i was I thought like really highly highly of it. I really liked it a lot, but watching it the second time this time around, uh, I kind of like did notice a lot more problems with it. Uh, a lot more things that I kind of like didn't agree with. You know, like the whole setup in the beginning and like the ending, like we talked about. And as I said, I wish we could have seen more from the J Squad, like those super interesting characters. I wish we could have like gotten to spend more time with them. And I kind of wish we did that, especially at the ending when everyone was actually trying to work together to, you know, complete the mission. They all seem to have died way too early. But overall, the movie had, like, really good action. It was very entertaining, very well paced. I really liked the way they uh, they jumped ahead, like, the repetitions. Like, you never know, didn't know, like, how far ahead, but it seemed like it was jumping ahead, like, several repetitions. And, you know, I like the way they paced it, so that was pretty good. But I'm going to have to rate it also a uh, 3.5 out of 5. All right. And Coco sent me his uh, final thoughts and rating. Um, he's going to he started off with the rating. So I'll put that at the end here. Um, <laughs> he enjoyed the action scenes and the CGI looked good. He enjoyed the monster design as well. He thought the ending was eh. Um, and he also thought the the card scene was eh, which I'm thinking is the one where they eat the cards or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. But overall, he enjoyed it, and he will watch it once in a while, and he gives it a 4 out of 5. In Coco's defense, when he mentioned uh, CGI in the last episode, I think what he meant to say is like the, the visual effects of the movie. Well, it's too bad he wasn't here to explain that. Maybe <laughs> next time. Yeah. I kind of do have an explanation of the ending. VA Google. I don't know if you guys want to hear it or... We'll take it with a grain of salt. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right, so just to briefly sum it up. So apparently he saved right as he was in the helicopter before going to meet with Brigham before he got treasoned. So that's why... He saved? It... Yeah, so apparently he had the ability and then he lost the ability and then he got the ability again. What? 
That's why he's waking up in a helicopter dressed as his, you know, current rank because he was going to meet with this guy and then he got treasoned and all that. But he didn't have the power until he attacked, he went with the attack on the beach. So, I mean, that's, look it up, I mean, that's kind of... I'm more confused than ever now. Yeah, I don't don't (laughs) think that's right. I'll I'll let you guys know when I read the manga. Yeah, let us know, Tay. Cool. All right, so Coco sent me his recommendation for the next episode of Film Freaks, which will be in about two weeks. Um, and I, I mentioned to him that his next episode is going to take place a little bit closer to Halloween, but he never got back to me, so we'll just go ahead with it. Uh, he picked Coraline from 2009, which was directed by Henry Selick. And this is more of like a Halloween spooky kind of movie. Um And the synopsis is, when Coraline moves to an old house, she feels bored and neglected by her parents. She finds a hidden door with a bricked-up passage. During the night, she crosses the passage and finds a parallel world where everybody has buttons instead of eyes, with caring parents and all her dreams coming true. When another mother invites Caroline to stay in her world forever, the girl refuses and finds that the alternate reality where she is trapped is only a trick to lure her. Um, and this stars the voice acting work of Dakota Fanning, Terry Hatcher, Keith David, Jennifer Saunders, and Ian McShane, the name of few. Um, I never seen this movie, but I know about it for sure. Um, and like I said, it is, it is more of like a spooky kind of Halloween ish movie. It's, um, it's kind of in the same vein as like, uh, your nightmares, uh, you know, nightmare before Christmases and, um, corpse bride, stuff like that. Franken Wiener. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that for uh, at least since like 2012 or something. Yeah, good revisit. So good pick. That'll be a good one. I've seen like half of that movie, but yeah, it like seemed to like really freak out my kids. <laughs> <laughs> there are some scary or creepy images in it, so for especially for young audiences. Yeah, as an adult, you nothing none of it's probably gonna like scare you. There might be some jump scares in there, though. Yeah, I mean, so be prepared. All right, I'll I be don't, ready. I don't remember. Like I said, it's it's kind of in the same vein as like uh, other. I, I I mean, it's kind of claymation ish. I don't know if yeah, it's, it's like it's it's claymation or it's yeah, stop it motion. Okay, stop motion there. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Should be a good watch. So um, yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled or if you want to join the conversation for Coraline, which is uh, the episode's going to air in two weeks, um, just uh, watch that before then. And, like I said before, if you want to join in on the fan vote, the vote for either Callus's movie or any of the other movies we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, just uh, go on down to my Twitter, at YemiTheFerret, and vote on the uh, poll that will be attached to the promotional tweet for the episode. And uh, we will reveal who wins in Coco's episode. Vote for Legend of the Drunken Master. Callus is looking <laughs> for a three-peat. Three, three wins. <laughs> Damn. Alright, anyone else have anything that they want to say before they end uh, we end the show? Nope. I'm good. No. I'm good. Just uh thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure to be here. No, I appreciate thanks you coming on in such short notice. Yeah. If you yeah. wanna follow Callus, he's at just Callus on Twitter and also twitch.tv slash just whenever he decides that he wants to stream. <laughs> Very good guy. Thank you. Blue hair, very handsome too. Very real blue hair. Very real. 
Yes. Oh, very real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Film Freaks with a Z. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys uh, in two weeks. And I am Yummy the Ferret, and I've been here with... Greedy Waffle. Animation. And just Kellis. And Coco in Spirit. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios.